0: Hello, my name is Hilary Seabrook. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. For this episode, I'm joined by Matthew Dietrich, who is the founder of Apollo Chamber Players. I first interviewed Matthew a year ago and I'm delighted that he's joining me again. Moonstrike is out now on Azika Records and the New York premiere of Moonstrike takes place in March 2023 at Carnegie Hall's Vile Recycle Hall. Moonstrike features works by Jennifer Higdon, Gerard Tate and Pierre Jalbert. I interviewed Gerard also last year So you can listen back to that interview as well to find out more about his music and about Apollo chamber players. Apollo delights in new music and has commissioned several pieces for the string quartet. What you're listening to now is an extract from Jennifer Higdon's In the Shadow of the Mountain. Apollo was founded in 2008 by Matthew, who I'm going to be talking to shortly about the quartet, the album, and how he's getting on now we're really coming out of lockdown. Thank you for joining me, Matthew Dietrich, from Apollo Chamber Players.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you, Hillary.
0: So you have Moonstrike out now.
1: Moonstrike is our sixth commercial album. We're very proud of this. I think it really just tells the story, the heritages of these wonderful composers that are featured on this disc. disc. Jared Impachaha Tate whom you know and have interviewed yeah. Jennifer Higdon fantastic composer who I think has her finger on how music is evolving in today's society and then Pierre Jalbert a wonderful composer based uh, here in Houston Texas faculty composer at Rice University who happened to be my professor and and he, now he's a colleague and one of our uh, wonderful commissioned composers so um it's a it's a really fun disc there's a lot of storytelling here and representation, like I said, of the composer's heritage and, and Jared's taste with a case with Moonstrike, thousands of years of American Indian history.
0: Yeah, and, and he is such an interesting guy. And his music is so wonderful. So I've really enjoyed this album.
1: Thank you. And of course, we can't leave out the wonderful narrator, guest, astronaut John Harrington, um, who yeah. landed his voice and his uh dramatic um mystique uh to to the to the narration of the moon legends
0: yeah and i i've always found this fascinating the fact that there's something so historic and yet it feels also very new and almost future as well exciting so there's something something there's that balance that blend of things going on which is exciting
1: and initially this was a way to honor the 50th anniversary of the Apollo Lun- lunar landing in 2019, um, seems like a long time ago. We've all been through a lot with the pandemic, but um, at that time, you know, it was celebrating the anniversary. And when I was thinking about ideas for for this, you know, for, for our season, it just gelled, and there was so much synchronicity between American Indian legends and moon legends and 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 the space program. Um, and of course, Apollo Chamber Players w- were inspired partially by the city in which we live, Space City, Houston, Texas. So it was a wonderful marriage of all these uh, different strands of ideas and elements. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and, and beautiful music as well. Yes, <laughs> you can't forget that. And I love the the, the string quartet um, format that you use, and it, but it's you explore every. Nuance and every combination and the way the melodies go in between you know, all of these things. It's just beautiful.
1: Thank you. And, and it's wonderful to perform as well. Uh the, you know, Moonstrike, it, it's kind of interesting too because when we put it together for the album, John Harrington did well, we did the premiere in 2019 here in Houston, and then the pandemic happened. We recorded our string quartet uh parts the summer of 2020. And then John recorded his narration uh, in in Montana where he lives, and uh, so then Alan Bice of Ezekiel Records stitched that all together, and I think it was really wonderful. But what's really wonderful about this kind of piece in particular is that it's different live every single time we do it. Uh, it's more dramatic in some sense for 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 a certain a certain certain part of the story, um, and then we respond to that in real time. So it's it's it, we're making music with him in a, in a different way, even though yeah using his. Nar- narrative he's telling the tales weaving the tales if you will
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely no it's fantastic um and one of the things that I really like about Apollo is the way that you have commissioned lots of new music and this is very much reinventing the string quartet all the time
1: yes I thank you for saying that, that that's our, our mission is to connect communities and cultures to globally inspired music so with that as our backdrop that inspires every composer that we approach for a new piece. And, uh, you know, I feel like, Apollo, we're in the business of blurring boundaries between different genres and art forms as we evolve what, you know, whatever classical music is now and will be in the future. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that that's exactly what we aim to do.
0: Yeah, very good. And then very also, good.
1: you know, connecting with Houston. We've talked about this before, uh, possibly, Hillary, but a lot of people don't realize that uh, Houston, Texas, is one of the most culturally diverse cities on the planet, even more so than New York in some sense. So this this is the 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 backdrop, the palette from which we program and commission new works.
0: Yeah, which is stunning, isn't it? It's so amazing in the world in which we live to be doing something where you are actively embracing diversity you're not just kind of apologizing for it
1: or we're not also sticking it in as sort of a placeholder (laughs) in a concert of you know of the greats i mean we love playing beethoven and we just did a concert of band music works last weekend with a afghani rubab performer and a new commission that will come out in a couple of years on 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 an album but we also mix that with prokofiev his first string quartet and you know it, right. it keeps us nimble it keeps us you know playing really difficult repertoire yeah um, but i think also you know we, we look at what's going on now and if there's a connection to the past which there usually is then we bring that into the into the program as a whole so it's kind of a holistic approach
0: at the start of this podcast i'm playing the Jennifer Higdon part of that in The Shadow of the Mountain, which is inspired by Cold Mountain. Is that right? The, the book?
1: That's correct. Well, uh, it's, it's loosely based on her opera as well. So it has shared some of the same DNA. And what she did is she used some of those elements and strands from the opera to create this string quartet. So it was very interesting for her to come from like a macro sense and then bring it to a micro sense of a string quartet. And I think it works wonderfully too, because you know, obviously, like you said, the string quartet it is such a personal medium, and so I, I feel like the piece has an even more emotive quality, uh, and in some sense, it's more challenging technically for us to play because of the fact that she, you know, it came from something larger. Um, so it, it's it's a wonderful piece. Jen, like I like I mentioned before, I think Jennifer really has her finger on how people listen to music these days and how and how our sense of music is evolving. The piece is 16 minutes long and it also is evocative, as you said, of of where she grew up in Appalachian Mountains. There's some stormy elements. There's a storm scene. There's also some very heartfelt scenes um, in the beginning, you know, towards the beginning and then and then the end. And then also there's some really wonderful kind of juxtapositions of color uh, and and kind of mountain mistiness that she evokes in our string quartet instruments
0: yeah and I'm gonna finish the podcast with some of Moonstrike because that's Gerard Tate's and that's the the sort of almost raison d'etre of the of the album but but at this point in the middle I'd like to play an extract from Pierre Jalbert's L'Esprit du Nord Spirit of the North Um, Can you tell me a little bit about how you came to commission him and what did what was his brief?
1: My brief to him and to most composers is we have a little bit of a, you know, a German idea. And I find that it's very helpful to ask a composer um, about their about their heritage. Would they like to be to write something inspired by their heritage? In the case of Pierre, he had never really done that. He's French Canadian. And uh, he was born in the states, but his parents um, were born in, in Quebec. So he shared, you know, he that's a very important part of his of who he is. And he's never explored that in music before. So this was kind of a challenge for him. He actually did some field research in Quebec, uh, I think, the summer of 2018, and found these really wonderful French field recordings um, that he 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 integrates into the commission actually. And you know, I think I think it's very it's very fascinating too. In the first movement, I'm not sure what you're going to play here, Hillary, but the first movement is a theme and variations, and I thought that was just a perfect choice to kind of extract, you know, play play the the original field recording and then kind of extract different um, elements from that in his own musical language. And then, yeah. then of the course, the second movement is based on this religious hymn. It's very uh, very heartfelt, and then the last movement is kind of a jubilant. A folk dance and fiddle dance and that's something that I'm very familiar with I grew up my family we did programs my my father's a, a, a minister and a guitar player he did the folk side the coach class music and then my mother um, was the classical side of the uh, the first class music if you will with violin and then I have two younger brothers and we would do programs all the time mixing hymns and, and spirituals and classical music Bach and Beethoven and Mozart and also fiddle music Right. So it was just it was I I didn't even give him that charge, but he came back. He brought this piece back to us, and it was just a kind of a wonderful kind of uh, coming home for me as a as well. Um, some elements of my of my childhood.
0: Yeah, I love the fiddle dance, and I think yeah. that might be what I play at this point. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <that, laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So, and obviously, I'm going to finish with. An, an extract from Moonstrike. I can't play the whole thing, but just just a, a bit of it. What do you think is the piece? Because I it's a it's a collection of, of pieces that fit together. What do you think is the the single piece that sums up perhaps Gerard's intention?
1: I think the man the, the married the Moon, the second movement is kind of the, the heart of the 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 commission. I mean, it's, it begins with um, you know the prologue and epilogue. I have a, this Calusa corn dance that's uh, I can I think sets up things well and finishes finishes things well, like bookends the uh, the piece. Um, and then the middle movement, uh, the man who married the moon. I think you know it's a very evocative story, and the way Jared uses. Um, Text painting, I think, is very fascinating to kind of elucidate and describe what's going on in the story, in a way that you know is, uh, I think is also evocative of kind of what Prokofiev does with Peter Peter and the Wolf. I mean, you know, one of the, one of the special things I think about this commission is that there's not a lot in that space at all for string quartet and narrator. So you know, as we expand and and the and people more people get to know the know, know the piece, um, you know, I think it would it, it works just as well for children and families as it does for you know an audience in Carnegie Hall which will be performing uh, March 9th in Carnegie Hall um our, our Moonstrike Commission actually everything from this disc so we're really looking forward to uh that that um bringing this to the national stage international stage uh at Carnegie yeah, Hall. Yeah
0: absolutely Carnegie Hall I mean this is huge so yeah so that's that's amazing it's wonderful and it's going to be a great concert and a great collection of these pieces but thank you very much for joining me once again Matthew that was was my pleasure
1: Hilary and thank you for what you do and bringing bringing our music and and others music to the to the world so
0: yeah thank you so much Matthew it's really good to talk to you you're welcome thank you for joining me once more for harmonious world what you're listening to now is the first movement of Gerard Tate's Moonstrike. This is Origin of the Moon. I hope this finds you well, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.
2: Long ago, when the world was very young, the moon was a plaything of the animal tribe of people. One day, Coyote spoke up loudly to antelope. Let our sons go out and learn how to steal the moon. When the eight young sons reached the open space where the animal people were rolling the great round, shining ball, they hid themselves at one end of the playfield. The animal people knew that the boys were coming to steal it. They rolled it towards the boys, certain that it was too heavy for anyone to take away. But the Coyote brothers, one at a time, rolled it home. The owners of the moon caught up with the Coyote brothers and killed them, one at a time. Then the Antelope brothers took the moon from the youngest coyote and ran so swiftly no one could catch them. When they reached home and told Coyote that his sons had been killed, Coyote cried loudly. Put that fire out and bring me the moon.